0: Hey guys, so today's podcast is on sleep versus performance. Me and Olivia were talking about the different stages of sleep, how sleep affects performance, and some tips to get a better night's sleep.
1: Cool, so first of all, I'll just go over the different stages of sleep because I think it's important to understand um, how we move through these different stages and then going on when we speak about later how your sleep routine and sleep length can affect your performance. So, studies show that there's four stages of sleep. We've got our non-REM, and REM means um, rapid eye movement, and this is broken up into stages one, two, and three, and then we go into our REM sleep. Um, And so, generally, stages can last 90 to about 110 minutes, and each stage will be five to 15 minutes within that. And so, stage one is the lightest stage of non-REM sleep, and often, it slow eye movements. And this is when your body actually starts to relax. But it's also when you can have the, they're called hypnic jerks. That's when you almost feel like you're falling in your sleep and you kind of your whole body jerks. So, this is when we start to get our um, body relaxation and the brain activity um, slowly starts to slow. And then we move into stage two. Um, and in this stage, we don't, we aren't as easily roused as in stage one. You still have that slow eye movements, and you still see a decrease in your um, brain activity. And then really when we move into stage three, this is the most rest, restorative stage of sleep. We've got delta waves or slow waves, um, and it's very, it's quite rare to be able to wake or arouse um, someone from this stage. This is where you'll see um, parasmonias, which is like sleepwalking, sleep talking, night terrors as this is your deepest stage of sleep. And then the final stage is when we move into the REM, so we transition from that slow eye movement into rapid eye movement, and this is your dreaming stage. So when we get um, more active brain waves again, and you can actually be more easily roused or awoken in this stage. That's kind of, yeah, our different stages of the sleep cycle. And one thing to note is if you're woken up during your REM period, this can often leave you feeling when you get that kind of groggy, overly tired feeling. Um, Yeah.
0: Cool. So that's one of probably the more uh, common knowledge about the sleep stages and sleep cycles. One of the ones I'm gonna go into is something called the circadian rhythm. So the circadian rhythm is based off the body's hormone secretion or hormone production throughout your sleep cycle and throughout your day cycle. So if you look at the body on a 24 hour clock, um, let's start it at, let's start bang on the morning when you wake up. So in the morning, your melatonin is at as low, cortisol is at its highest, and this is the peak um, also of um, when you have your most amount of energy, your drive, your dopamine, everything's highest at this point, or it's supposed to be if you've got a good body clock, or if your body clock's on point, right? Uh, so then that peaks up and then drops off just around that 3 p.m. mark, which is where most people get some sort of sugar craving or food craving because the cortisol's dropped, and one of the things that you feel like helps with um, cortisol dropping is increasing your serotonin levels, which is where carbohydrates come into that. Uh, then as you move into night, so as soon as your body sees dark, Um, So once the sun goes down your body actually starts secreting melatonin, which is your sleep hormone Or your relaxant hormone to actually help put you into the stage cycles of um, sleep Uh, This here your cortisol should be at its lowest and your insulin sensitivity will be at its highest as well according to studies so One of the things that you find when this gets disrupted, especially if you're trying to force yourself to stay awake um, past once the sun goes down, so past that seven, eight, nine o'clock. Some people say they get like a second wind. So this is where your body has to pump out more cortisol just to keep your weight. So that does disrupt your sleep cycle and you can find that actually moves your sleep cycles uh for stage especially the REM cycle further along so when you try to wake up at your normal time in the morning that's when you feel quite groggy and this can obviously play a massive thing uh role in performance as well so sleep with performance um what else another big contributor to this is coffee so coffee is shown to double the half-life of cortisol in your blood well sorry i should say caffeine is shown to double the half-life of cortisol in your blood so if you're drinking coffee past a certain point in the day um usually i recommend don't drink past 2 p.m uh that there will knock your sleep cycle out of whack as well and again this does affect performance um what's the next stage you're going to over-live?
1: um i think it's kind of good to relate just to the other hormones like while you're on the topic of cortisol the other hormones that are affected during sleep um, and so hormones, yeah, produced by the endocrine system, which is basically all your organs that secrete
0: Olivia Olivia's much hormones. more scientific than me on this, but go on. <laughs>
1: um, and really, with hormones and sleep, it's a two-way street because your hormone levels, if they're out of whack, it can affect your sleep, as Cash said, like with cortisol, but also other hormones. And on the flip side, if you're not getting enough sleep, your hormone levels will be thrown out of whack. You say? Um, oh yeah, no, I was just
0: gonna say I was gonna mention that too. Um, just seeing on notes here about growth hormone. So, uh fifty percent of your body's natural production of growth hormone occurs while you're sleeping. And if you're having a disrupted sleep, that does drop your natural levels of growth hormone in your body. Um, although if you're not in a teen years or a child stage, you're not pumping out nowhere as much growth hormone as you would be through growth stages like 10 years or child stage um, you still rely on that to be able to regenerate cells in your body and especially if you have a goal to increase lean muscle mass uh which is one of the biggest contributors to losing body fat um, you want to keep your natural production of growth hormone high so that's where sleep also comes into that
1: definitely yeah so growth hormone um is particularly secreted in the first few hours in that slow wave um Sleep that I was talking about earlier, um, but other hormones like yeah, so growth hormone, prolactin, and luteinizing hormone. Which luteinizing hormones are? It basically can is a big role in controlling the reproductive system. And on the topic of performance for guys, that essentially ties into testosterone.
0: Correct. Yep.
1: Testosterone levels, um, and. On the flip side, when you're sleeping, the hormones that should be inhibited are your thyroid-stimulating hormone and cortisol. Mm -hmm. Cool. So um, the next thing we're going to talk about is, which Cash touched on before, is daylight versus nighttime. Did you want to go on a bit more about that?
0: Um, Which part of it?
1: How light affects with the circadian rhythm and kind of tips you have to...
0: Oh, yes, yes, At of nighttime. course. Um, yeah, so light affecting it. Um, so, there's an interesting study done on um, a group of people who are in a deep sleep in a dark room. And all it took to disrupt them and move them from one phase um, from their REM cycle into the beginning of a wake cycle was a laser pointer on the bottom of their leg. Like, that's how sensitive your body can be to light and how important it is to have absolute dark in your room when you're trying to sleep. Um, so I always recommend to people, if you want a really good night's sleep, at least 30 minutes beforehand, and this is, this is moving into tips now, but um, we might as well pump them out now. Um, if you want a really good night's sleep, make sure you turn off your phone, uh, put it on airplane mode, if you use it for an alarm, set your alarm, put it at least a meter or two meters away from you, get it away from your head, Turn off all the lights. If you've got a TV in your room, make sure that it's flicked off with a switch so there's no red light flicking or showing. Um, turn off all the lights, make sure your c- curtains are closed. If you've got shutters, even better, shut them down. Let yourself sleep as deep as possible and recover as much as possible because at the end of the day, if you have any sort of goal on performance, and when I say performance, I'm not just talking about what you do in the gym, but I'm talking about life as well. So when it comes down to performance for me, it's, um, it's being able to be 100% for my clients, which in turn affects my business. Um, And it's been about being 100% in my relationship, which um, ultimately affects my life, as well as my relationship with my daughter and my partner. So that all takes some level of performance. So if you want excellent quality of life, get a better sleep. And these are some tips that you can use.
1: Definitely. Did you want to talk about that case study um, while you're on the topic of performance that you had with the the swimmers, I think it was. Oh, uh, yes. The...
0: Um, yeah, so um, there's another study done a couple of years ago where they had a group of, uh, I think it was 30 swimmers, and they were split into two groups, um, 15 each group, and they had their usual swim time was 5.30 in the morning, uh, 5.30 a.m., and so they got them to swim at 5.30 a.m., and they all hit their recorded times that they were supposed to hit in the pool for the laps that they were doing. Um, the, the second group they got to start or sleep in Past that time, if they could, and then start two hours later in the morning, uh, the group—I think it was twelve out of fifteen guys—didn't hit their times or didn't even get close to their best times by starting two hours later. So, not just undersleeping, but also oversleeping or having, um, um, yeah, just not not being in a rhythm with your sleep can also affect performance. That's what the conclusion of that study came out to say. Um,
1: yeah, definitely. Interesting on that idea of oversleeping and just flicking back to the hormone situation, some studies are showing how that sleep can actually affect like your insulin levels as well, Um, which obviously ties in closely to just one example that I showed was with diabetes that adults sleeping under five hours were two and a half times more likely to have diabetes compared to those sleeping seven to eight, even six hours, so one hour less sleep um, was 1.7 times more likely, but then those who slept more than nine hours were also more likely. So it's yeah, just shows how much your body relies on the kind of that perfect amount of sleep and keeping yeah. it. in that. And
0: if you're sleep if you if you're partially or fully obsessed with numbers like I am, I like to check. I like I like numbers, right? And one thing that doesn't lie to you and is pretty accurate is your blood sugar or blood glucose reading. So. Um, You can buy yourself a kit for $20 from your local pharmacy Um, if you want to test how good your quality of sleep is Do it for an average of seven days at every morning at the exact same time test your blood sugar levels um, By pricking your finger onto the strip into the monitor It will give you a reading record that reading for a week and also record the hours that you sleep and you'll notice You'll find an average of that reading of where it sits Compared to nights on nights that you have good night's sleep and nights you have a bad night sleep uh, usually your blood sugar levels increase, which makes you slightly more insulin, almost pre-diabetic in some terms um, or some readings, uh, depending again how bad your sleep is. But it is quite interesting to see how that affects your body and affects mm-hmm. your insulin resistance and insulin sensitivity level. So do note there's a difference there.
1: Definitely. And just on the idea of performance in general, like The studies are just absolutely conclusive that a lack of um, sleep, even to the extent of just like one or two hours, really affect, like compared to your normal level. So if you're out by two hours, they already see a drop in reaction time, short-term and long-term memory, um, like cognition, focus, all that kind of stuff. So all the mental side of what it takes to perform and like Cash was saying, not only... In the gym, and where it comes really important for athletes, but everything from driving to your business meeting to organising the kids' schedule, everything like that can really get affected.
0: And even more so is, um, you know, Olivia can talk more on this, but if you're a uni student or someone still in school, still studying, where you're you are pushing your mind past a certain point, there's only so much you're going to retain on uh, a lower quality amount of sleep so do keep that in mind that even though it might be more efficient to try cram as much into a day or night as possible you find you might and again Olivia will be more to comment on this um that you will retain more from actually cutting it down the time or giving yourself a time limit on how much you crammed in in a day slash night
1: yeah definitely just it kind of comes down to quality over quantity and if you just start jamming words in it comes a bit of a mess i guess um, so yeah, just making sure that you're prioritizing sleep at the same time because there is a component of um, memory retention that you do gain overnight, um, kind of that processes and processing and storage of information um, and the transfer of it from short-term to long-term memory. But yeah, just uh, taking care of your brain, I guess. <laughs> mm. um, so what are your tips for a good night sleep routine, Cash?
0: Um, I always like to go to bed at the exact same time. I'm not saying I go to sleep on the exact same time because every night can be a little bit different. But and always waking up on the first alarm. Um, that's a that's a big ritual of mine. I find that I have much more productive or much more successful days by waking up on the first alarm. It's a habit that I've had for probably the last five years. There's been times where I've pressed snooze for maybe one or two days in a week. And more often than not, on those days, my days are almost in shambles. Not not to an extent where things are going horribly wrong, but where things are not as organized as I should be. So giving yourself a discipline to wake up to, um, regardless, again, of for me, it doesn't depend so much on the time that I go to bed, as long as are within an hour of each other. Uh, so say for example, my bedtime's about between nine and 10. So as long as I'm in bed around that time and then sleep not long after that, and I wake up, bang on my alarm, um, I always have a good day. So yeah, setting a routine for yourself is one of the tips I would give.
1: Definitely, and if you're, I used to find it quite hard to go to sleep At first, I feel like I was laying there for quite a while trying to get to sleep.
0: I must say this is because Olivia used to go to sleep. Before she met me, she used (laughs) to go to sleep at like seven o'clock. Oh eight o'clock,
1: eight thirty. Well
0: she'd hop in bed at seven and then lay there (laughs) watching watching uh, her Netflix (laughs) or something for an hour and then try to go to sleep. But yeah, turn off Netflix if you're trying to get to sleep, when you hop in bed, turn off T V, turn off your phone. Those are those are some good tips too.
1: Yeah, so things such as like kind of having a shower, yeah, switching off um, electronics. What sort of like at least an hour before you're actually planning to sleep? I say say 30,
0: but if you want to do it in an hour, then all right. Things
1: like reading a book, um, any sort of meditation, kind of calming music. I know that kind of contradicts having a device on, but just don't look at it. (laughs) Um, Some people find like a cup of tea or something, like non caffeinated, but just anything that gives you that kind of calming routine, let your body know it's time for bed. Um, and it can start settling down and drop that cortisol.
0: I read this one article that recommended not having not having sex before you go to sleep to help you get a better night's sleep now. Um, I'm totally against that. I think, <clears throat> I think nothing relaxes me more than um, doing that, just laying there, so. <laughs> oh my <laughs> um, God. Yeah, so I, I don't think that's very accurate, not having sex, I think it's very healthy to do that before you go to sleep.
1: I think we'll end on that note.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is there any other tips you want to go over?
1: No. All good from me.
0: Okay. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Short and sweet. Um, Thanks for listening on our podcast about sleep versus performance.
1: Thanks, guys.